you want to drop one of those periodic reminders that uh, the views expressed on the show do not necessarily represent the views of the employers of the hosts of the pod, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Enjoy the show. Underemployed, who sit inside my apartment in Richmond, Virginia, on what is yet another scorcher of a day, mid nineties. Uh, if you may recall, it could be worse. It could be worse. That's a good approach it to life. It could be worse. It's perspective. But if you recall, I believe last summer we talked last summer that was a pretty mild summer, all things considered. We had a couple hot days here and there, but overall it wasn't too bad. Not the case this year. Not so far, no. It's been just hot as hell. Yeah, all as the soon time. as it became formally summer, it's just been balmy. And David, uh, point to that. We also came off the uh, the haze from the Canadian wildfires that basically took two us times. Out. Yeah, twice. Yeah, that's right. It went away, and then a week later, we go, oh, it's back again. Uh, how's that for you? Because you you've got some asthma, right? No, I don't. Okay, I uh, no, I have no, I have no respiratory issues. Okay. Um, so you so as a normie, then we'll it was just away. annoying because like I wanted to, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be like out and doing things, but it was obviously not beneficial or safe yeah. for long-term health and you know it, uh, it smelled bad the the smell mm-hmm. of burning came through our win- our ac units in the window mm. like you know, there were at some points when i was in scott's edition it smelled like a, a combination of burning plastic and trees which is weird because as you know there are no trees in scott's edition so yeah, well i mean worse. the haze the haze carries that's yes, true um, yes that's the that's the worst part it's like oh this i finally get know what a tree feels like here. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think maybe... A tree grows in Scott's edition. Yeah, that's, that was the poem that Tupac wrote years ago. Absolutely. I think one of the times, I think maybe the second time, I was driving I was driving either up to my parents' house or down from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, I was driving up to my parents' house. Maybe and you could see it rolling in? Well, not only could I see it, and I think it was for my birthday because... It, it was like early enough in the morning mm-hmm. that you could see the haze more against the dark sky. Mm-hmm. But I remember driving in the car and going, oh, I'm five minutes in. I was like, oh, I'm actually struggling to breathe right now. And mm-hmm. I'm not super asthma, but yeah. man, I I felt that. So Yeah, I uh, I saw it coming in the second time. It was a, I, was playing, I was playing league out, out at Dory Park and it was, you know, clear, sunny, nice, whatever at the start of league. And then at the end... Looking at the lights, the lights are on, and I'm like, I can see the beams. Yeah. Like, oh shit, haze again. Yeah. And it's just, I'm glad we're past that at least. For uh, now. Once again, our neighbors to the north doing us no favors. Get your shit together, Canada. Yeah. Oh, great. And you know what? You know what was the worst part? I bet haze came in with an unnecessary vowel in it and had some kilometers to it. How many kilometers did the haze travel? I don't give a shit. We just celebrated our birthday. Screw you. I mean, we all celebrate Canada's birthday, but that's... And Jack's birthday. And, well... So your today, birthday like, isn't your birthday the same day as Canada? It is. I unfortunately share a birthday with Canada. And Pam Anderson. Canada's greatest export. And... I mean, I would argue that Jim Carrey is Canada's greatest export. I, we could have that debate. Or Mike uh, Myers. Both have both made a lot of great contributions to the 90s America in their own various ways. Yeah. Um, and... I will say, so funny story, you did mention my birthday, that is true. I turned an age between, let's say, 27 and 
32. It doesn't really matter which number it is. 31. Sure, we'll go with that. So, the Friday before my birthday, a few of us here in Richmond, a bunch of my friends from work in Callista, we went out to River City Roll, which is like a... It's a it's a bar here where you can also bowl. There are bands here. It's a good spot here in Scotts that a lot of people love. And so at one point, Calista, Elizabeth Holmes, Elizabeth's Elizabeth's friend who was visiting, like they got me. Elizabeth, pizza. Elizabeth Holmes, a Theranos. Friend? No, I will say I. A I, Theranos. I, friend? I, let me let me clarify. Uh, she uh, she went as Elizabeth Holmes, that Elizabeth Holmes for Halloween this year. She I think that's it. very funny. And she, look, yeah, she Elizabeth oh, she Holmes defrauded Henry Kissinger out of money, and I think that that is. Perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I think that should be applauded. <laughs> I think that should be rewarded. That specific now, part of what she that did. That specific yeah. part. Now, defrauding yeah. other yeah. people out of money, not so cool. But Henry Kissinger, totally fine. This is why everyone has shades of gray, apparently. Exactly. Shades of gray. So our Elizabeth Holmes, uh, she um, got us, uh, she got me a piece of cake for her birthday and, and they sang it at the bar. And the band, <laughs> the band then said, oh, birthday boy, what's your name? And then we kept saying Jack. And they said, Travis? No, Jack. Travis, how old are you turning, Travis? And we're like, all right, whatever. 31. And they go, 35. Nope, 31. All right, congrats, Travis. Happy 35th 35. birthday, Travis. So the whole night I then became Travis. In the, and I was also like, God, these people at the bar. It's a good name. A, it's a good uh, name. Nothing wrong with Travis as a name. And to all you Travises out there, I salute you. It's more just the funny thing. And it's not your name. It's not. Uh, it's also Jack technically isn't my name. But that's besides the point. Uh, it was that. It was that I was like, well, great. Now the whole bar thinks I'm four years older than I am, and that my name is Travis. So I have that to live up to. But we decided to run with it, and the whole rest of the night, my name was Travis. Um, I did want to say too, since we last talked, uh, not tragedy is too strong of a word, but an unfortunate set of circumstances in underemployed world. So uh, David and myself. Months ago, as our listeners will remember, went to go see Lupe Fiasco perform yes. at the Howard Theater. Correct. Great show, by the way, as we yeah, said. Yeah, very good. Terrific show. Also performing at the Howard Theater in recent weeks was the one and only Juvenile. With Manny Fresh. With Manny Fresh, who you people have to understand how much I love and adore the ground Manny Fresh walks on. He's my mu- he's basically my musical shack in a way. Of, well, Shaq's my musical shack. You know, there's the Louisiana connection there. Yeah, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Two Louisiana legends. Um, they should also build a statue for Manny Fresh somewhere in Louis. If outside of LSU's building, if they want to do it, why not? I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Manny Fresh statue somewhere. If not, I'm gonna commission it to be built. Um, so I would have gone. Here's the problem, Manny Fresh. That concert date only came up a week and a half before it happened. Mm-hmm. It sold out in minutes. And not only sold out in minutes, as David mentioned. It was also just, I can't ask off for work that soon to the date. I, I can't do that. Otherwise, would I have been in to celebrate the 25th anniversary of 400 Degrees? Juvenile did uh, the Tiny Desk set. Yes. And I was so bummed I missed that back show. That up. And, and by the way, if you haven't watched that Tiny Desk concert, it's a good one. It's a really, really good show. It is energetic. It is fun. And again, who doesn't like hearing 400 Degrees? Project Chick was great. Project Chick... <laughs> Project Chick is a very... If you listen to Manny Fresh's verse, it's also a very... It's a very equal rights empowering song. Sure. So just... That's, that's a way to phrase that, it. That's, that's how I'm going to describe it. I, okay. I think there's a lot of power in what he was saying. I love y'all bros. No disrespect to my dogs, but I love y'all bros. Yeah, I love y'all bros. So just remember that. When next. And by the way, go listen to 400 Degrees. Same thing. 
lot of empowerment in that album. Yes. Uh, if you look sure. at the cover, the Z has a dollar sign through it. It's already about empowerment and finding your own monetary and value. Finances. In life. Yes. Sure. So as bummed as I was that we did not get to see Juvenile in concert, because as a, as David said, I would have killed to see Manny Fresh live in concert, and him performing Stay Fly or Still Fly, excuse me, by the uh, by the Big Timers. I wouldn't be surprised if they did real big too. <sighs> House real big, cars real big, dick real big, everything, everything real, real big. big. Would have. What a concept. What a concept. Uh, lightning, light, for Manny Fresh, lightning struck more than once. Yes. When you're that talented, you can just come up with hits like that. So as bummed as I am that we did not get to see Manny Fresh, his work will live on forever. I, that's what I recommend everyone, especially Ad in summer. infinitum. To go listen to 400 Degrees, the album, front to back. Is every track perfect? No. Is back that ass up on the album? Yes. That's good enough. That's a hard sell. Um, also. Peak pen and pixel. I did, yes, one of the five best covers of all time. We know what the best one is. Uh, the, the, the bear one? Yes, Big Bear doing things, which reminds me. Doing things. I did not send this to David, but I'm about to show him something that I got on the show. We did a story on the news about a bear mm-hmm. climbing out of a house, and this was the lower third, or super as we call them, for the story heading into break. And it says, David, can you tell the viewer, what it, uh, the listener, what it the, says? The lower third says, Big Bear doing things. Yes. A reference that was purely... <laughs> it, it, now, here's the thing. It made sense, so I could do it. But it was also purely for David. I, I also forgot to send it to him. <laughs> so, as a reminder, I'm paid money to do I'm paid money to do There this. has got to be somebody in the Richmond area who has like noticed all of these references. Funny you mention it. So, I, I, I did post this to my Instagram, how we did a story on a Bucky's coming to Virginia. Mm-hmm. By the way, I went to a Bucky's when I went to PJ's bachelor party in Lexington. Mm-hmm. First time, I was overwhelmed by what by the Bucky's. I was like, "Wow, this is a." I've heard that they're. I've heard that they're they're uh, a spectacle. It's basically like going into a small city yeah. at rush hour. That's what I've heard. So the super I used in the tease ahead was "Nuck if you buck, buc." Again, that's a pretty specific reference, but our our social media person loved it and posted it to Twitter. And someone replied. Someone replied back. I think your producers of early '90s must be an early, like a like a big rap fan from that era, because I've also seen him say "mess around and got a triple double." When I was talking about the Denver Nuggets in the yep. finals, I did say that. That's a reference to "It Was a Good Day" by Ice Cube, and I said, "Guilty as charged." Get me on the court and I'm troubled. Last week, messed around and got a triple double. Someone gets it. That's what I'm thinking. And uh, we did up all night to get lucky yesterday. Um, for the lottery stories and someone like texted our uh, our meteorologist saying hey like i noticed that that's really funny so you're right it is nice to be assured that people do get this sometimes i just do it to as we say pop the booth meaning that people in the booth will get these references hey you know look you gotta you gotta you gotta know your audience we did a story months ago on tortilla chips being like i think the preferred snack of america and the soup i used in the teas was when i chip you chip we chip Again, if you're an early Great. 90s rap fan... That's a, gr- that's a good one. That's, a, that's, you know... That's really good. So I approve. So, uh, you know, if you have ideas for song references you'd like to see, send them to David or myself, and we'll see what we can do with them. Right? Mostly send them to Jack. Yeah, He's but... He's going to be the one who's going to get it on TV. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm open to all ideas, as, uh, unless they're not appropriate or they have to make sense. I mentioned PJ's Bachelor Party. Uh, in the time that we have last recorded... We uh, we actually got to see young Patrick Joseph Anderson become... The royal we. Yes. 
Well, true. David wasn't invited, uh, but he was fine. there in spirit. But PJ became married to PJ became a man. He became a, finally became a man uh, after years of us berating, scolding. Dare I say disassociating with them? Not disassociating. Actually, we went out of our way to associate with them yes. and insult them, though. Um, All that's left truly is to fenestrate him. I'm scared to remind me what fenestrate means. Throw someone out a window. Okay. We need to Charles Barkley him. You famously remember what Barkley said after that I'm not incident. a role model? Well, no, he didn't. Say, he said that, but when he was in court for that incident. about th- Barkley in a Wisconsin maybe Milwaukee specifically bar threw someone out a window at a bar who was really annoying him. And I think it started a fight with him. And the judge asked Barkley if he had any regrets. He said, yeah, I regret that we were on the first floor, not the third floor, which is the most Charles Barkley response to that situation I've ever heard. And is really, really, all, other than his Ang- other than his Angola line, which I've used on the show before, that might be the best Charles Barkley line of all time. So, Remind me of the Angola line. The Angola line was, um, when the dream team was getting ready to play Angola and one of the reporters in like a media scrum had asked Barkley, how much do you know about Angola? The guy that you would be playing there. And I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. All time. Great line. It's such a dismissive, like who is this country? And we're going to beat the shit out of them. And by the way, they beat the shit out of them. They beat the brakes off them. (laughs) It was such a great line, but I got off track. Uh, PJ got married in Alexandria uh, to his girlfriend of, Eight years, actually. I've, I've been there from basically the beginning of that relationship. Uh, started dating now wife. 2015. Yeah, now wife. Uh, Keely Doherty, now Keely Anderson. Um, and a rare moment of sincerity because we do nothing but shit on PJ in this podcast. Not only was it a lovely ceremony, but David, as you can attest, we actually genuinely love PJ. We do. He is a, do. He's a sweet man, uh, very kind, funny is imp- impressive how he can get under your skin, but then you also just want to hunt. He gets under your skin, doesn't get under mine. That's true. You two have found a way to tag team the, the old the old jackster. Uh, maybe not the best at phrasing, but you know what I mean. Gang up. Gang up. Also, you know, yeah, we'll go with gang up. No way we can misinterpret that. But it was really sweet. Now, I don't know, David, if I told you this. I may have, I, last time, but Keeley is from the Atlanta area. Okay. I grew up a lot of it. Initially, Keeley had wanted to walk down the aisle. They had like a couple, not like a big wedding band, but like a couple of performers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. very, very low-key. Mm-hmm. She'd wanted to walk down the aisle to Outcasts, Spodioti Dopalicious. And I would have, I would have geeked out. However, it was determined that that, with two perform, it, it, it wasn't really gonna work, Feasible. and it was gonna cost a lot of money for them to relearn it. So she's like, "It's it's it's not worth it." So she walked down to sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding, a sweet song, a lovely song, especially with a bare minimalist instrumental. But what could have been, David? Like, plus now I can save that for my wedding. <laughs> I would be like, honey, would you like to walk down the aisle to an Outcast album cut? And a great Outcast album. A great album, yeah. And she might go, uh, She might. they might test the, the strength of the relationship, but we will see. I will say, they did manage to play one Outcast song, uncensored, at the wedding. Do you want to guess which one it was? Screw it on the bar. No. Uh, Roses? 
Well done, David. Second guess. Yeah, roses. And uh, it's a fun day. It's, it's it's a it's a fun song to play on the dance floor. Yeah, they, but like at a wedding. Yeah, at that point, you know, roses is roses is better at a wedding than I guess than uh, hey yeah. Well, better than hey yeah. Also better than hallelujah. <laughs> Which is like a hill yeah. I will die on. Yeah. And is a yeah. terrible wedding. I should vote. say, I should clarify. It was played at the on the dance floor, not like That's yeah, fine. yeah. It wasn't. It was. Oh, they walked out to all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two as their band song. So that was very sweet. Um, but no, it was really really cool. Surprises and, indeed. Let you know she cares. Yeah. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. Na 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 na. Speaking of Blink-182, did you see that the stepson of one of the people in that submarine that went down uh, posted about going to a Blink-182 concert oh, no. because he was sad? He's like, I'm sad about this. I'm sad about my dad being missing in a sub, well, or my stepdad being missing in a sub, so I'm going to go to a Blink-182 show. I did not and see that. And he became the main character of the internet for like 24 hours. I'm glad he found solace in some way, You know, so am I, but like, mm, maybe don't advertise that. Also, Yes. <laughs> Two things can be true at once. Blink-182 now is going to perform at that show being like, oh man, this is a bummer. We kind of have this. We got to... I think Tom DeLonge is just going to laugh at him. <laughs> just... <laughs> I guess that's how you could deal with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be... Well, you know what? We all deal with grief in, in other ways. Grief, exactly. There's no right way to grieve. Yeah. That's how I felt after PJ's wedding where I said, God, I have to go to this thing. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to grieve. Um, I did mean to start the show actually by asking you. You just came back from Maine. Correct. How was your trip to Maine? Give me the dance. It rained. So we got there on a Friday and it mm-hmm. rained to Monday. Oof. Rained to Tuesday, actually. Oof. Yeah, so the fireworks on the 4th of July got canceled because of the rain. Um, but it was it was nice. Like, the weather was, weather was pleasant. Um, you know, we had plenty to do, plenty to eat, plenty to drink, um, plenty to read. Yeah, it was just, it was a nice vacation. Yeah. Well, it's good too. I mean, I know you've been going. Just we've all been going through some stress, but I know you've been going through a lot. So I imagine it's just nice to you get to go up there and see your folks, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Because what you see them now twice a year. Yeah. And this year, this year maybe three times. Okay. And Bethany gets to go up too, and I know it's great for her. As you, as we were saying before we went on the air, uh, she's actually in her summer vacation. No mm-hmm. summer school right now. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing. Just yep. gets to relax. And what did you tell me? She did, did, did. She read three books in two weeks. That is a very Bethany way to enjoy your summer, and I mm-hmm. salute her for it. It's, uh, it's a terrific way to do it. When we get back from vacation, um, we walk into the house to find that Luna has decided that the couch is now her litter box. <laughs> so we had to also buy a new couch. <laughs> One of those. We're not even gonna try saving this couch. We're just yeah. gonna. We're just gonna throw it away. <sighs> I mean, that couch still it was still pretty serviceable. Four days of. Oh no. Four days of, of usage as a as a litter box. She has her own litter box. She has two litter boxes. Oh my god. Both litter boxes were clean too. So she did. Wow. She did this truly out of spite. Truly out of spite. But that has to be out of spite. And again, out of all the cat owners to be spiteful towards, you two seem to care very much for that very surly cat. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 thing you could, the thing you could criticize us for is not buying her toys, but she doesn't play with them. Yeah, she just seems like a cat who's mad all the time. Not even mad, just... Or just, just a jerk. Just a jerk, yeah. Just a, just a jerk. You're a jerk, I know. You're a jerk, I know. You know, 
it's funny because we talk about Luna a lot on this podcast. And I know that since she is your cat, I mean, that you take exceptional pride in her. But, you know. Eye roll. She just does seem like a, just seems like a massive asshole. But I know she, I know she's, she's a sweetheart at heart. I'm going to, I'm, I'll say for the record. She's affectionate at yeah. times. Yeah. When she wants to be. Yeah. When she that, wants things. You know what? That's Mostly food. Some would argue that's a little manipulative. Some would argue that it's cat's nature. Some would argue this is why cats... Cats don't have... cats. Look, cats don't have owners. Cats have staff. And as I've said before, remember, biologically, if cats could kill you, cats would kill you. Yeah. They just don't have the resources to do it. Correct. It's basically... I don't know why I think of this, but it's when there's a treehouse of horror where Homer holds up a leprechaun and the leprechaun's trying to punch him, but mm-hmm. he can't reach Homer. Yeah. That's what I always think of a cat. A cat's trying to claw your eyes out, but just literally can't reach it. Mm-hmm. So, lesson learned is don't own a cat. Own a big cat. Own like a tiger. Own a puma. Own a puma. Pumas are great house pets. This is underemployed officially recommending. Have you ever heard of a story of a puma turning against its owner? Maybe, but you haven't. Re- but can you think of it off the top of your head? Maybe not. A leopard, maybe. Yeah. Well, a leopard can't change the spots. I will grant you that. But also, good exotic pet, leopard. But David, how are you doing overall? We haven't had a chance to really fine. catch up the last few weeks. So. Doing fine. Yeah. How do you How do you normally feel during the summer? Because we talk about sort of when the days get shorter in the winter. But how are you feeling when the summer and it's hot? I'm actually kind of lethargic in the summer. I. Uh, hmm. I'm active in the morning and the afternoon, evening, but midday, I'm inside. Okay. I'm kind of the same. I, you know, sometimes I'll go on a walk in the morning if I'm up. I had a few days off last week, so I just yeah. took some long walks down Broad Street. But yeah, same, unless I have a reason to be outside, I tend not to. Like be. for Ultimate or something like that? Ultimate, or? yeah, or disc golf or, uh, you know, something else like that. But yeah, otherwise I stay inside. Also, you were mentioning before the show that good friend of the show, Peanut. You, you and Peanut will be uh, playing in a tournament together, right? Mm, he will be he will be coaching a tournament. This ah, weekend. gotcha. Okay. I will be heckling from the sidelines, <laughs> which Peanut would appreciate more than anything. Right? I'm not gonna heckle him. Okay. <laughs> There's too much reverence and respect for Peanut to heckle. No, I want his team to win, so oh. I'm gonna heckle other people. I have some frisbee clap. But we've always wanted PJ to win in life, and we still he- we would still heckle him from the sidelines. That's true. Did we actually... Did, I don't think we've ever mentioned on the show that you and I... Called 20, one of their games. Yeah, 2019. So PJ's part of a... a like a... like a An adult league. An adult, an adult baseball league. Mm-hmm. And they played at uh, George Mason High Schools at the time. Now... Uh, Meridian? Yeah, now Meridian. They're... I think field, they're... Their field flex? Yeah. On their, their baseball, baseball field, field yeah. yeah. I remember that. And uh, PJ had asked if... Because you and I were both in Nova at the time. We're like, hey, do you guys want to call the games? I think this might have been after we did the podcast with them. Yeah, we live streamed it. Yeah, we did on the Instagram live on their feed, and we just that was really fun because we just we were kind of shit talking PJ the whole time, and we were doing it from the sideline, and we also heard from others later that they had the stream on the dugout and they were really enjoying it because we just had these very, very eclectic commentary. It was so I was weird. I was channeling Bill Walton. Yeah. And I was just talking about like oh chain, you know the history of chain hang low, which was uh, Alex Bryan's walk up music. I was just having fun with it. Um, and then the, my favorite part about that was PJ had asked us not to curse during the broadcast before. That I was like, of course, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, I won't curse. I curse on this show, but I, I won't curse. And then PJ was the one who was cursing on front of the camera during the game. I'm like, all right, cool, man, whatever you want to do. <laughs> 
You fucking lunatic. <laughs> Absolute saint lunatic. Uh, by the way, Nelly is definitely performing here in Richmond later in the summer. I know you're not a Nelly fan, but that could be a show. Could be a show. And then we can go to a 50 Cent show, which I know, also not a show you have your eyes on, but... We could go to Virginia Beach to see 50 Cent for the 20th anniversary and get Richard Die Trying. I would go see 50 Cent just in the hopes that he shit-talks uh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> or Ja Rule, at the very least. I, at the very least, Cookie yeah. Monster. I'm back in the game, shawty, the ruling conqueror. Sing for hoes and sound like the Cookie Monster. Just, just, go, just, go to, just go to a 50 Cent show with a sign that says Harry Potter books. <laughs> We've mentioned this on the show, but if you don't remember that reference from years ago, uh, 50 and Floyd Mayweather started beefing. Still beefing. Still beefing. As 50 is prone to do with anyone and everyone. Everyone except Uh, Eminem and Dre. That's it. That's literally it. And 50 challenged Floyd Mayweather, who is uh, also famously illiterate, um, which is... I'm sorry. At the time, it was only alluded to. It hadn't really been confirmed. It become become confirmed later in life that Floyd is functionally illiterate. Right. And I'm sorry. It's funny when you have $800 million and don't decide to learn how to read. I'm going to make fun of you for it. Same with uh, R. Kelly. Actually, was functionally illiterate, which is funnier because he's a songwriter. Uh, That's like the eighth thing you make fun of R. Kelly for, but still. uh, Yeah, on the power power ranking of stuff that R. Kelly for. That's an 11 seed in the tournament, but still, it's it's there. Um, But 50 then publicly challenged Floyd Mayweather when everyone was doing the ice bucket challenge. The ice bucket challenge, yes. 50 instead challenged Floyd Mayweather to read one page from a Harry Potter book without stumbling, and he would donate $750,000 to charity. Any charity, any charity that Floyd chose. This is a special A-S-L-E-L-S challenge for you, Floyd. If you can read one full page of a Harry Potter book, nigga, I'll give 750000 to whatever charitable organization you want to. And it's so horrible and mean and really funny. And Absolutely also, Floyd did not take him up on the hysterical. challenge. Absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Floyd said no thanks to the challenge, which is even funnier. This was, a, this was at a, this was at a, a, a time... Where Twitter was really starting to come into its stride, and Fifty yes. Cent was one of the best follows on the one of the best celebrity follows on Twitter. I had a phone call from my man Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy said if Floyd accepts the challenge, that he'll put it on the actual show, so you can read it on the show. We don't want to put pressure on you. We know you can't pronounce those words in that Harry Potter book, so we're gonna let you read Cat in the Hat. Fifty, I for some reason have a lot of these saved, and I'll just find one. But Fifty famously in the early early days of Twitter, around like. 2010-ish, just had some of the greatest tweets in the history. There's a famous one where he says, I can't believe my grandmother's take, making me take out the trash. I'm I'm famous. What the fuck? Fuck this shit. I'm going home. All time. Like, five, one of the five it's best like, tweets of all like time. It's like the Kanye West water bottle tweet. Uh, now I'm oh, yeah. Now I'm responsible for this water bottle. For this water bottle. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to find one of these that I saved that's appropriate. This entire conversation is just off the rails. <laughs> Which is why, which is the best type of underemployed episode? Uh, I just saw a motherfucker tweet. I ain't got no friends. Look, I don't need no friends. Friends are overrated. All they want is to borrow money. Fifty would tweet like this every day back in the 2010, and it it was amazing. So he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Also, yeah, friends are just people who are waiting to borrow money from you. That's our motto on underemployed. Have no friends. Um, before we get out of here, we did want to talk also about um, the fact that. In the Commonwealth, the state that Dave and I both reside, pay taxes, love very much, uh, vote in, all this proper stuff. Virginia, effective on my birthday in a sad, cruel twist of fate. A hilarious irony. Yes, yes, irony. It's not just how iron tastes in this example. Yep. Um, 
We, uh, has passed a new law concerning uh, the use of pornographic material in the state, David. Do you, do you, what, what Sexually is, explicit, not even just pornographic. Yeah. So what, what, is the, what is the law exactly? Uh, you know, I'm not entirely versed on it, but I know that there are limitations to how a person is able to access adult content of that nature, specifically requiring that you upload a photo of your ID to an as-of-yet unnamed online database where there is no clear delineation of security or uh, defense for hacking. Now, we like to have a lot of fun on this show, but I'd like to make a point, and I, and I want the listeners to really... To get this, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm waiting to hear what your point is because I have a different one. I'll, I want you to go first. Mine's dumber. That's fair. Um, <laughs> this is a real slippery slope. I know that you know there's there's a lot of conjecture that can be had about protecting kids and safety on the internet, and like, yeah, those are those are certainly things that should be considered, and the content that kids are able to access on the internet has really created a, 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 I don't want to say a dangerous precedent, but a real potential for young people to see things way too early. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it be porn, whether it be things like Live Leak, where you can literally watch people get killed on the job. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff is bleak. Stuff is dark. Like, yeah. there should be... There should be safeguards to, you know, sort of curb some of the access to that, but that is not a thing that should fall entirely to governmental responsibility. Yeah. Um, it screams, to me, it screams uh, nanny state, and it really feels like a violation of personal freedoms and civil liberties. I mean, you know, uh, like it or not, porn is covered by the First Amendment. Yeah. And I think that to create a space where... People have to upload their IDs and realistically likely have their search history kind of saved. Yeah. It creates a space where forever for whatever the intention is, and I don't think there was I don't I don't personally believe that there was good intention behind the bill. I don't believe that there was honest conversation about the implications of this bill because it passed both chambers of the house pretty pretty quickly yeah. and without discussion mm -hmm. um, which tells me that at least one part at least you know the the, you know, the fact that there's, there wasn't a whole lot of press discussion about it there wasn't a whole lot of celebration of this bill says that people know that it's either a bad bill or that it's uh, a flawed and wrong thing to do because we're at, we are now expecting, the government is not, the Virginia state government is now expecting people and expecting this, this administration to treat the information that they have now with these IDs with the best care. And this, this administration has shown anything but good care for almost anything, uh, particularly when it comes to actually safeguarding children, you know, the, the governor and the governor's administration removed uh, youth LGBTQ suicide prevention services from the state's websites and, and, and you know, uh, made it harder to access those materials, which is a net negative for everyone involved. You know, uh, LGBTQ young people are two to three times more likely to commit suicide or attempt suicide than, than their heterosexual peers. So like, it's just a bad deal all around. 
um, both for the porn con, both for the porn aspect, but then also the other sort of other implications for it, which are you know mostly deal with security, privacy, and, and internet freedom. Well, and you had mentioned specifically that you know the idea that you would show your ID on yeah. a, like on a porn website. Have you ever in your life been on a website? that is less secure and you trust less with any vital bit of information than a porn website. I mean, yeah, in the old days, that was the, like, that was the old adage was like, you know, you go to a porn site, you're going to get a virus, but, yeah. like... I, I mean, in general, like, the fact that there's still probably some malware deep yeah, in probably. there. Yeah, probably. And, like... And spying in there, like... Yeah, and it, for me, it's it's just it's just more of a... I'm not worried about the porn companies. I'm worried about the... I'm, I, I am truly worried about what the governmental process of maintaining this information is you know how long are they gonna how long do they hold on to this information yeah. where do they store this information yeah. who is responsible for this information um, so if you are interested there are resources out there for you to bypass it using yeah. Governor Youngkin's ID yes so uh, have yeah. at it yes and also you know and also write to your legislators in, in this let them know how upset you are you know the fact as David mentioned that this pass on my birthday was really disturbing to me that in this country, this wonderful country that I live in, that I was born and raised in, puritanical, never, never left out of spite, purely out of spite. I could have at this point. I could go visit my sister and her wife up in Canada. I probably should. But do you think I'm going to a, a country that didn't put a man on the moon? No. Fuck that country. Fuck the other countries. This country prided yeah, itself Canadian on freedom. Canadian troops were feared during World War II. That's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. World War 2.1 again because they used the metric system or whatever. That's besides the point. In this wonderful country called the United States of America, we have freedoms that we expect. We have freedoms that we are granted. We have freedoms that we are craving. This, this is an insult to my freedom. This is an insult to your freedom at home. This is an insult to your freedom on the bus. If you're listening, if you're listening to us on a bus, you've really just, you've got it. Like on the way to work or something, I hope you find a better podcast to listen to. But that's besides the point. This, I was very ready for you to bash public transit, and I was not going to have it. No, I was not. It's not for Jack Selby. Also, it's not particularly reliable, but I respect the fact that people it's need public reliable, transportation. It's reliable when people. It's reliable when governments invest in it. But, but but the point being that yes, it's not for Jack. I respect public transportation and the role it served. Not for me. I take a car. Also, I walk to work now. It's fine. But that's besides the point. This country found itself on some basic civil liberties. One of them, I'm pretty sure, probably involved porn. I don't know. I've never read the fucking Constitution. You think I'm going to read that thing? It's long and boring. The but this is something that is a granted right for me and this country. And do I, as a 31-year-old man, want to have to upload? Theoretically, of course. This is all purely theoretical. My, my ID to a website that I'm pretty sure would just take that to sell to some Russian, uh, to some Russian company? No, I don't want to do that. Have you heard of a VPN? I have heard of a VPN. Do I have one? I don't. You should. <laughs> well, I, 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 I might have to invest in one. I can bypass some blackouts for the Nats and O's while also, you know, enjoying some other benefits of the VPN. Yeah, I mean, I, I largely agree with you. It is it is absolutely an infringement of freedoms yeah. uh, and, you know, privacy. That is why the Underemployed Podcast is starting once again another campaign. We've got a lot of these going on. Absolutely. I want them going concurrently. As, as I've said before, that we are starting a Hands Off Our Hands campaign for this, for this horrible, horrible law that has passed in the wonderful state of Virginia. I am calling on all my fellow Virginians to stand up for your rights, and I guess mine, because a lot of you probably don't care about this, but I care deeply. 
obviously because of freedom, you know, yeah. and privacy concerns. Like you said, that's my biggest issue. With yeah, this. totally. Absolutely, 100%. And so... Right to FAP. Yeah. Right to FAP. So we... <laughs> We want you guys on Twitter, or actually preferably on threads now, since that's the new way to do anything. We want you all to get the hashtag hands off our hands going. We want you to chant it outside of the state capitol here in Richmond. We want you to write to your legislators, as David mentioned, hands off our hands. This is this will not be the episode title because that's too far. But this is now our new, our new slogan cause. going for our new cause. Thank you. We championed trying to buy the Phoenix Mercury. We championing you people listening to episode 62 a bunch of times. Uh, we championed we championed a bunch of stuff. I've, I've lost track. This is this is the most meaningful this meaningful is, cause we've ever taken on. Yes, and if they ever uh, amend the legislation, we're also gonna, David and I are going to take credit for it. Absolutely. Yes, because that's how we do it. Yep. So stand up for your rights, salute the flag, but fight for your right to party. I guess in this case. Fight for your right to five knuckle shuffle. Yes, and it's and in a state where there's nudity on our flag, that's an, yeah, seriously. even worse until there's a titty on our flag. The we talked ir- about this with the Jessica. Irony of, the irony of a state that's got a titty out on its flag, yeah. not allowing folks to yeah. readily access. Now you got to show your government ID to see the state flag. No, that's not in America or Virginia. I want to live in. It's ridiculous. It's an excellent point, Jay. Yeah, it's an a, excellent point. Thank you. I've been waiting for someone to say those exact words in that exact context for a very, very long time. Excellent point, Jack. If my dad had said that years ago, maybe it would have been nicer. <laughs> that's how things would have turned out. <laughs> I that. hope you're proud, Dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the record, I do love my dad. Now, uh, as we sign off, uh, as I as as I calm down from from that little bit of business. You know what the lesson I've learned is, as David has recently celebrated a birthday somewhere in his 30s, and me also allegedly somewhere in his 30s, it is not about how young you are. It's about how young you feel. We also both happen to feel old as shit. I don't feel that old. Okay, David doesn't feel as old as I do. I do feel old. However, still young at heart. Uh, So you know what? Live your life like that. Go out and do something youthful today. Uh, Either protest this cause that we've started on Underemployed, or... You know, find something to do. And as a reminder, uh, people age much better uh, these days than they did back in the 80s. Or, you know, like skincare is much better, health is much better. So, you know what? David has our parting words, I would say just uh, live, live young. Wear sunscreen. We enemies, but your hatred could never enter me. Some seek fame because they need validation. Some say hating is confused admiration. Spotlight on me, I still look 20, still get money. Lady killer pushing a Bentley. Maybe niggas can see too much of these failures through a nigga who realer. I don't like you near, bro, but I need you to stay.